Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Truly, Drew, appreciate all of you guys making time for us. Your questions are welcome to our Heisman Trophy voter, Brent Beard. Joins us right now on the line. Brent, always good to catch up with you, my friend. I'll open right there. What is what is Brent Beard's Heisman top three right now? I would say uh, Caleb Williams. Penix from Washington, and I'm going to put um, uh, I'm going to put Brock Bowers in there. Okay, uh, this who may who might be the best football player um, uh, in the SEC, if not the nation, well, what he is capable of doing. So now that's not necessarily in order, but I'll throw those three out there, uh, and that's a pretty good trio. Brent, as I was uh, as I was watching the game last night between four and Liberty and zero and four Sam Houston State, I got to thinking: Does Brent Beard see any guys at the Group of Five level that he uh, believes would really step up and be successful? Like who might the the Power Five be targeting going into next year? Oh, you mean uh... players, coaches, all of the above? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um... I mean, I, as a matter of fact, I watch both games. Would guys would, and I know this may be reaching, but would that's a really good question. Uh, would Rich Rod be ready to? Uh, uh, I mean, he's done a good job. I give him credit at Jacksonville State. Would he? Would, would he? He be ready for a? Uh, a power five, I think he's pretty happy where he is right now, and sometimes guys are. Uh, but uh, but I mean, if they if they continue to play well, some AD who knows him, uh, and I'm not saying he's going to Michigan if Harbaugh leaves type thing. I mean that that would be uh, obviously not going to happen. He's been there before, but the reality, you, but that's my point. Would uh, uh, but but he could he could get a, a decent middle of the. Uh, of, of the pack job in some conference, I, bl- I believe at some point, couldn't he? Certainly, certainly so. I mean, I look. <laughs> if I was a downtrodden Power Five program, Rich Rod would be on my short list sure. uh, of people to turn it. Re- you know, and I'm not sure that you know the the. 
I'm not sure the indiscretions list for Rich Rod are as deep and as troublesome no, as they are for no. Bobby Petrino, right? And Agreed. Bobby Petrino kept getting opportunities. Why? Because he could yeah. win. Because he'd create a winning program oh, yeah. of the value that holds. All right, Brent. So I have an admittedly subjective list here. Uh, and I, I, I welcome where you agree and where you disagree. But I, I've come up with lists for teams that Clemson, South Carolina, Florida should never lose to. Okay, the list for Clemson is Duke, Georgia Tech, Boston College, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Virginia and Virginia Tech. Um, These programs are either basketball schools, small schools, Wake Forest, or they don't have the commitment to football that other schools do. Right. South Carolina should not lose to Kentucky, Missouri and Vanderbilt. Missouri um, is to me, Brent, they're kind of the same team every year. They're never really worse than. Three and five in the SEC. They're never really yep. better than five and three in the SEC. Vanderbilt doesn't require an explanation. Kentucky yep. is a basketball school first, and I, I think when you consider the priority for the Gamecocks, um, you know, one would think that would take precedence. And then for Florida, I've got Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, UCF, USF, and Vanderbilt. And then I got people hit me with, well, Mark, you know, South Carolina's two and eight in their last ten against Kentucky, and Missouri's beaten them, and you know, when Missouri is beating, when, when Kentucky's beating South Carolina and Florida, Brent, it's a sign that Kentucky's in their best ever place as a program. Yeah. And Florida and South yeah. Carolina are not. No Florida fan ever thinks the Gators should lose to Kentucky. Those right. lists, generally speaking, Brent, what do you think? Agree or disagree? I would kind of, I would probably agree, although I, I do think right now uh, what Mark Soups has done at Kentucky is admirable. Uh, frankly, with with where they're going, I mean they've rebounded from a subpar year last year. I mean Liam Cohen is back um, now. Devin Leary is okay, but he really hasn't stepped up and done what he needs to do. Ray Davis, you uh, know, what he did against Florida, I don't see that happening against Georgia. Now Mark Stoops is only ten against Georgia. Um, so and, and lost by an outscored by thirty three to twelve. Uh, so geez, um, so I would say your outlier there probably would be um, Kentucky on most years. Of course, Florida beat Kentucky thirty one years in a row, and then they've lost now three years in a row. First time that's happened since Bear Bryant was coaching in forty nine and fifty one. And no, I wasn't covering it then either, but. Um, and and I would probably and I'll give Missouri a tip of the hat. I hear what you're saying, and frankly agree with it. But I'm telling you what that this Luther Burden is a special player at wide receiver. Brady Cook has anybody who can do this deserves some credit. Uh, has the consecutive 30, 347 consecutive passes without a pick. Uh, and that's impressive. I, I, don't, I don't care who you are. So, but Mark, I'll, I'll, I will largely agree uh, with that. Now, now, obviously, years ago, when, when the other Beamer was at Virginia Tech, we would have given them probably the nod um, maybe every other year, every third year with Clemson. That certainly is not the case now as they play Florida State this weekend. So, that's a pretty good list, uh, and I would, I would concur. Yes, that most years, uh, that that no, they should not, they should not lose to those teams. 
Brent, overhauls were made and announced this past week uh, surrounding Division I membership requirements, effectively shutting the door on on any more move-ups from FCS to FBS. The big two, in my mind, were upping the transition fee from 5000 to $5 million yep. Dollars yep. Really? and requiring, uh, I don't have the exact number here, I think it's 210 fully funded scholarships to maintain your status. What do you make of all these new rules? Were they even necessary? And, you know, if if the big programs get what they want with these new requirements, is that going to make them happy and make them never want to break away into their own league? No, no, I, I don't think anything will make them happy because the circumstances change. The other thing that really got my attention with that was there's no longer a uh, – a, a, I think they called it an attendance requirement uh, as far as because there used to be you, – you would have to have – a certain amount of seats in your stadium in order to be uh, uh, with certain divisions. We're not having that anymore. I think the second thing you said, I believe, uh, is what you hit on it, is that, that the money going up to $5 million. I'm not uh, – Diesel, is it, it, could we say in our skeptical way that maybe that's what all this was about, uh, that it, it appeared to be uh, – something, and I'm not saying that some of it couldn't help some of these schools, but the, but the, but the main thing is well, we, want, we want more money in the coffers, and that's how we could get it. Brent Pierre joining us here on Offsides. Mark Rod and Diesel, the fan upstate. Brent, um, can you explain to me why this line for Alabama A&M is so close? Two <laughs> points, backup yeah. quarterback for Texas A&M. Um, and then secondly, Brent, on the same game, is the general feeling now, considering that uh, LSU is just not what we thought they were, that the winner of this game, um, you know, is in the driver's seat to uh, to yeah. win the West? Probably, yes. Uh, now, look, uh, you, you can have a situation where A&M could win, uh, but, I mean, like A&M's next game's with Tennessee, and they could lose that game. So, uh, I mean, uh, we just really don't know, but I think that's probably what people are looking at very unusual that we're having a Saturday where the two top teams in the East and the two top teams in the West are playing each other. I'm with you on the um, uh, on the spread. Now, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but one of the big rumors going on around this game is that Jalen Milrow has got a hamstring injury, and that might be affecting it. Um, now, I, you know, I've talked to Alabama beat writers and tried to track this too, and nothing real definitive on that. Um, and who knows where that may have come from. So I would have thought the way that A&M is playing, and again, I know it's against Arkansas and Auburn, but, I mean, they have just been devastating on defense, frankly. I mean, when you guys, when you get – 15 tackles for loss in the last two games each. Uh, I mean, that tells you, doesn't it, where your front seven is. So I, I'll be honest with you, Mark. I really thought A&M would be favored. Um, uh, wow. that may, you know, it might not be but one or two or three, and this may very well be a field goal game before it's over. Uh, but I, that that really kind of surprised me, too, and I know these guys trying to make the money even, but could Vegas know something at this point that we don't? 
Brent, since it's Halloween season, I'll put this in Halloween terminology. On the scale of taking a leisurely stroll through a graveyard to inviting a vampire into your home for dinner, how bad of an idea is NIL at the high school level, which is happening in Florida, and to your knowledge, is it coming anywhere else, to any other states? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would probably be inviting the, um, uh, uh, the Dracula – the mummy and the wolf man in for uh dinner and 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 none of them have ate all week um uh, look this is going to the high school level it's already in georgia and some other states florida is beginning to look at taking steps to deal with this guys i i look i mean i'm i'm willing to sit down and listen to somebody who's going to tell me how this could be uh, a positive thing, but I just don't know. My stars, if if college guys are struggling with the maturity of dealing with this, uh, what in the world would you have on the high school level uh, with that going on too? So I, I'm, I, I, and again, it's not a fact, but it is talked about, uh, and it is a real possibility. Uh, in Florida. Now, when Arkansas, Louisiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee high school associations allow NIL activities in some fashion for student athletes. We don't, don't know what all this is yet, and I'm not saying this means that high school kids are getting 50000 apiece or anything like that. We really don't know where all this is going yet. Now, the Florida Board of Directors is going to meet early November about this, but but yeah, I, I would I, w- I would still probably um, uh, stay with uh, Dracula the Wolfman. Uh, I, I might even throw the Phantom of the Opera in there too for dinner too. How about that, Martin Diesel? <laughs> I'm down with that, buddy. I'm down with that, Brent. Do you consider Georgia to be on upset alert this week? Uh, uh, well. I think Georgia will win the game, but Georgia, I spoke to the Georgia Bulldog Club last night here in Jacksonville. It's the second largest club next to Atlanta, if you can believe that, because uh, there are a lot of dogs. Diesel Mark knows this. There are a lot of dogs down here. Uh, and, look, they are uh, – they know this team's not as good as it was the last two years, uh, and they've accepted that, and they're aware that somebody could – uh, beat them. I, I would, if Devin Leary was playing better, Mark, and he's only about a 59% passer, I would probably go m- maybe as giving Kentucky more than a puncher's chance. But again, I mean, if they were to, uh, if Ray Davis, I don't think he will because he'll be targeted. Uh, if Ray Davis jumped on them early and they got behind 14 and nothing. Uh, the way they've been doing in the first half, uh, I mean, it, it, and as physical as they are, that Georgia has a better roster. Georgia still is probably more physical, but there are still injuries. Sims is out at, at, on the offensive line. Kendall Milton gets hurt a lot. Uh, man, uh, that this still could be a tough game, but the reality of it is, um, Georgia still got to play Missouri that's undefeated. Kentucky is undefeated. 
um, Tennessee with one loss, and Ole Miss with one loss. So, guys, on a on a weird night, uh, cold, snowy, rainy, or whatever, could Georgia have won those Missouri games like they had last year? It's a heck of a point. It's a heck of a point. I, I Brent, I got to tell you, man, um, I think Georgia is going to have their hands full uh, this coming weekend. Brett, uh, Brent, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River rivalry. Um, you know, it's amazing. I was looking at some of the stats for this game. A win for either team makes them a 70% likelihood to make the college football playoff. Yeah. A loss for either team makes them under 30% to make the playoff. You know, they coaches like to say it doesn't come down to one player, one game, yeah. but it really does seem to in this case – your thoughts on what we might see, um, you know, what year three for Steve Sarkeesian, year two for Venables? I, I like uh, Texas in the game, and I like them because uh, this is Sark's most complete team, but, but I like them basically because of their defensive line uh, is so good. Um, uh, frankly, I mean, they – now – Venables has done a really good job to get them back up uh, uh, to, to some respectability, too. I, I just don't know uh, if if they can consistently block the Texas defensive line. I mean, l- listen, Texas right now is able to beat people uh, and have tackles for losses and sacks by just rushing three or four people. I, I, I don't mean five or having blitzing linebackers to go, to go along with it. So I, I will take Texas in the game. Uh, but with also saying that Oklahoma uh, has improved significantly, I don't think it's enough to beat Texas. But man alive, what, what, Martin Diesel, what in the world is this game to be like talking about next year? Man, it's got, wow, wow. And next year <laughs> in the SEC, oh man, man, oh man, oh man. Uh, Brent, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, I didn't ask you about uh, about Florida. Uh, here and uh, even though I don't really want to, Brent, um, they, they came into that game. The Gators did with a top five national defense, and were yes. absolutely blown off the ball. Now I didn't get to see a lot of it, Brent. I was I was doing a CBS show. Right. I asked my dad about it. My dad always gives me the orange and blue colored perspective, <laughs> and he said, "Mark, not much to say. They open a can of whoop ass." Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's what he said. So yeah. with a defense that was playing so well. With a defense that really throttled Tennessee at home, uh, I asked Josh Pate about it earlier this week, Brent, and he said they're a mentally weak team who is so fragile they can't replicate their home performance on the road. How do you describe where we are with the Gators right now? Well, uh, I, I think the thing that disappointed me in the Kentucky game was they just either would not or could not tackle. Uh, they they just let Ray Davis run all over them. Uh, I hope your dad didn't tell you that at one point Florida had 13, 13 uh, players on the field uh, and still could again. not tackle Ray Davis. Oh, no. So, uh, it, it, Mark, you need to Google that if you haven't seen it yet. Um, but that, that's – and I just did not see a lot of intensity in them. I mean, my stars – that is one of their biggest games of the year. I mean, we talked in the beginning of the year, they had two or three 50-50 games, and they've got another one coming up with South Carolina. But they've got uh, two or three 50-50 games that could go either way that's going to decide uh, their season. 
And and I think the thing that was disappointing that the ET, ETN is still not getting enough carries, um, and they uh, they were just totally overwhelmed by the physicality. And we talked too about Florida is not very physical. We're not going to see that probably for another year or so. Uh, but they've got to be able to get that way. I know everybody's waiting on Derek uh, Lagway to come in, the, the tremendous recruit. Yes. Uh, but uh, and hopefully he will make a huge difference. And I still think Graham Mertz is okay, um, frankly. But but as you said, the run defense collapse really surprised me. Uh, I, they'll beat Vandy, and again, the South Carolina game is going to be huge. Uh, but they really do need to be competitive against Georgia, and I think they will. Uh, so, so look, uh, Mark, if there was a if there was a day for you to, you to be on the air and distracted, it was last <laughs> week, wouldn't it? You're not kidding, my friend. You are not kidding. Some things the eyes just are not meant to see, and uh, no. that, that was that was one of them. My friend, have a great weekend. We appreciate you so much. Okay. Uh, you too, guys. Uh, great to be on, and uh, look forward to next week, okay? All right, take care. Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter, First Coast News in Jacksonville, at Brent, B-E-A-I-R-D. All right, my friends, uh, as we are on the cusp of the first college football playoff reveal of the year, we ask you guys, who are the best teams ever not to make the CFP? That, my friends, is next, and this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark, Ron, and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, everybody, it's Offsides. Mark, Ryan, and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. Wonderful to have you guys with us here on a Friday edition of the show. You know, guys, this is crazy to me, man. Um, you, you consider where we are, and let's get caught up on the um, on the MadWorldAttractions.com text line as well. Buckeye Brian is going to Arizona plus 21. It's going the big swing, Brian. Big swing this week, man. So you're saying there's a chance Texter says, ultimate disrespect by Mr. Beard calling Frank Beamer the other Beamer at Virginia Tech. SMH, he is a legend and a Hall of Fame coach. Sincerely, Hokey Chris. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, how do you explain Frank Beamer being 22-32 and 32 through five years, them bringing him back for a sixth year, him going 2-8-1 and one in that sixth year, and then bringing him back the following year. How do you explain that? 
There's no way you would have brought him back, right? There's no way you would have. Be honest with yourself. Texter says, not sure about overall record, but one classic example of uh, of U of SC football was when Spurrier beat Alabama and then lost to Kentucky the next week. The next week, LOL. See, guys, like there's certain teams that are always the same. And part one of the things that we have excitement about for Florida and South Carolina, you know, is it's totally unstable. We have no idea what to expect, right? Year by year, coach by coach, Kentucky under Mark Stoops is the same team every year. Missouri is the same team largely every year. They're always about this good. This is always the style of play, right? You know, I know you want to tell me, well, Mark, Missouri could be better this year than in years past. I don't think so. I don't think so. They're always going to be somewhere between three and five, four and four, five and three in the SEC every single year. Uh, yeah, another texter brought up 2010, beat Alabama, lost the next year to Kentucky. Kirby wouldn't win at UFSC. See, this is the thing that gets me, Diesel. Uh, at, at Georgia, Kirby can get people in school that can't spell the first letter of their name. <laughs> he wouldn't win it. It's not like the University of South Carolina is this bastion of you know academic prowess, sir. It's not like South Carolina is an Ivy League school. Okay? Um, you really don't think you'd be any better than you are now? I love this new trend of academic smack talk. Because it's usually coming from the dummiest of the dumb dum-dums in the audience who talks smack over academics. Yeah, that's right. You just you just Googled your national rankings and you're mixing it in there with the same old you're a clown, you're a coot, you're a tater slams. <laughs> and why do you do that? Why do you do that? Okay, my friends, so this is interesting to me. Do you know that in nine years of the college football playoff, Nine years, only 14 teams have made it. Diesel, go. In nine out of 14? No, 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 in nine years. Nine years, 14. Only 14 different teams have made the CFP. Okay, Alabama. Okay. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. uh, Let's see, Florida State has made it. Um, Washington has made it. Oregon has made it. Georgia has made it. Uh, let's see who else. God, this is tough when you have to do it rapid fire off the top of your head. Um, who else has made it? Notre Dame has made it. Um, let's see. There's never been two ACC teams in at the same time. Uh, LSU made it. Um, so I got nine. Very good. Uh, gosh, who else? Who else? There's gotta be, there's, there's, there's another SEC team in there. I'm missing. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Definitely not Florida. You're going to be ashamed Uh, of yourself for who you missed, by the way. I haven't missed Clemson. I thought I said Clemson. No. yeah, I hadn't said them yet? No, you did say Clemson. Okay. Um, uh, Michigan. There you go. TCU. There's There's 11. Uh, Oh, Michigan, TCU. Any other Pac-12? Did Southern Cal ever make it in early on? No. No? Okay. Um, I said Washington and Oregon. Let's see. Who's out of the Big 12? Oklahoma. Oklahoma's made it. Yes. Texas has never made it. Baylor's never made it. Um, I'm trying to think. Is anybody? I don't think anybody else out of the Big 12 has made it. I don't know. Give up. I have 12 out of 14. That's right? very good. Very okay. solid. But the one you missed is going to, especially given who you are as a college football fan, Diesel. Yeah. Oh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Dang it. 
You left out Cincinnati. Oh, come on. You didn't want them to leave out Cincinnati, but you <laughs> left out Cincinnati, sir. You left out Cincinnati. You left out Michigan State. Uh, oh, that was what, a long time yeah, ago. They Ooh. went like one of the first years, and it was wow. like 24 to nothing. Oh, they got slammed. Yeah, they in got that slammed by. Game. I remember slammed. that. But, not, dude, not bad. Not bad. I know you're upset at yourself for forgetting Cincinnati. That is all at all told. A job of very, very well done. Fighting Scott Satterfields. But how about, folks, those schools that have still not made the CFP? You know, it's an embarrassment to me as a Florida fan that Florida has not gotten in. You know, it's it's an out-and-out embarrassment. All right? So I want to ask you guys, to which schools is it most humiliating that they haven't yet been to the college football playoff? And how close are they? I am humiliated that the Gators have never been to the college football playoff, and I'm here to tell you, I don't think we, we that's the one team I use we for, I don't think we are especially close in any way, shape, or form, okay? Now, I, I was thinking about a certain teams here, okay, certain programs, most humiliated that they have not yet made the college football playoff, and then kind of factoring in how close are they, Right? And on this list, all right, I've got Miami from the ACC. We agree on that, right? Miami from the ACC. Miami fans would have expected to make the CFP by now. Certainly, Texas fans. How do you feel like, say it out loud, how do you think Longhorn fans feel that something that, that, that Texas Christian University made it to the college football playoff before the Longhorns did? Texas Christian University made it before they did. Cincinnati's now in the Big 12, has made it before Texas did. All right? How about Penn State never having made the college football playoff? No Penn State birth in the college football playoff. How about no birth for Wisconsin in the college football playoff as well, my friends? We mentioned Notre Dame has gotten in, but how about... No birth for USC. In USC has never made the college football playoff. That's got to be humiliating AF to those guys, right? Oregon has made it. Washington has made it. I mean, you know, Oregon made it all the way to the national championship game one year. Stanford, they're snooty, so you would think they would expect to make it, but you know, like they're they're the face of inconsistency. Stanford is. Then you go over to the SEC. And you got Florida, and you've got Tennessee, and you've got Texas A&M, and in my opinion, you've got Auburn. I think Ole Miss Diesel, they might not like me to say this. They're just kind of happy to be happy to be here, you know? <laughs> cashing checks, baby. Yeah, they're cashing checks. But I think Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Texas A&M, you've got four fiercely proud programs there. You mean to tell me in nine years – we had 36 different slots, and we couldn't claim one of them. 36 slots in nine years. Who is most humiliated, ladies and gentlemen, that they have not made the college football playoff yet? Florida's top five, right? They've got to be. They've got to be. A&M's up there. USC, Texas are up there. You know, Penn State was the one, Diesel. I had to keep going back and checking. It's like, wait, you, you happy Valley idiots? 
You've never made the college football playoff? Well, they've, they've got Michigan and Ohio State in their way, mostly Ohio State. I know Michigan's just really kind of come back on over the past couple of years. But, but Penn State's always been that program that'll pack 90,000 people into their stadium and then drop a game or two that they're not supposed to drop. You know, they do this to themselves. Every year we're talking about how good Penn State's going to be this year. And they always drop a game that they're not supposed to drop. Hell, they almost slapped, lost to App State in 2018. Had, had to beat them in overtime. So it's a team that will lose games they're not supposed to. It doesn't make sense. You know, like they're a high and mighty and highfalutin program, right? And there's something, guys, admit this, right? The reason why I did this was twofold. Number one, I wanted to feel a little bit better about myself for Florida not getting in. But number two, it's enjoyable to watch the rich kids suffer. It's enjoyable. You know, there's something enjoyable about that. I laugh that Miami has never made the college football playoff. Texas never making the CFP is very humorous to me because everyone mentions the Matt Leinard and Vince Young game as the best college football game ever played. And then, like, you know, you got to sit, you got to look at Penn State every year and you see this big lofty number next to their name. You know, number six Penn State. Wow. The Big Ten East. Was this the Legends or the Losers division? Which one Which one was this? They got a big number six next to their name. Michigan number two, Ohio State number four, Penn State number six. They're going to blow it. They blow it every year. They're going to blow it again. They've outscored their opposition 203 to 48 this year. And you know as well as I do they're going to blow it again. Okay? <laughs> they're not going to win their own division Therefore, they're not going to play in the conference championship game. You know what, Diesel? For crying out loud, if there was ever a conference that should do away with divisions, it's the Big Ten. You've got Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State in the same division. Yeah. And in the other division, the best you have, first, second, and third place, are Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. The hell is that? Why are they still doing divisions? Yeah, why Like, why can't Wisconsin ever get it together? They always feel like a program that, that should be on the verge of popping and making something happen. I never really expect Minnesota to be much, honestly. Iowa, sorry, boss. Uh, I never. They're up and down, up and down, up and down. And I just assumed, all right, that's who this program is. That one year they're going to win nine or ten games, the next year they're going to win four or five. And they're just such such a seesaw pendulum type of program. And I don't understand it because Kirk Ferentz is, has been so steady there. It just blows me away. So what do you think, Diesel? Who is most humiliated? Oh, actually, hold this. We'll get to your answer on the flip side. Guys, that's the question for you. What program is most humiliated that they haven't been to a CFP? And who on this group, who is on this list? There are certain lists, you know, they put up in your office. You don't want to see your name on that list. None of these teams want to see their names on this list. Who is closest to getting off of it? You tell us next here on Offsides. We are the fan upstate. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. We're talking about uh, the teams, the fact that only 14 teams have made the college football playoff in nine years. And the fan bases that have not gotten in that are most humiliated about that fact. You know, who is most likely to get off the humiliation list the fastest? Miami, Penn State, Auburn, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, USC, Texas A&M, 
Diesel, is Wisconsin good enough to be on this list? Or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, they seem to have that this like aura and cachet about them. Yeah. You know, they have jump around, and that's fantastic, and people pay attention to them because of that. They had Russell Wilson. They had, um, blanking on their names now, they had two just dynamite running backs at the same Ron time. Dane, Jonathan Devin Taylor. White or something. Yeah, my, uh, White. White. That's right. What was his first name? I, don't I can't remember. remember exactly. This was like five, six years ago. Yeah. And they had this this just monster running back core, and like then they get into big games and they can't handle it. Yeah, they ne- they've never had the quarterback play. So naturally, Florida goes and gets their quarterback, and th- now that's our quarterback, <laughs> Graham Mertz. Let's get to Rich in Chicago, who's up next. Hey, Rich, thanks for the call, bud. How's the Windy City? Uh, it's cold. You don't want to be here. I don't. No, thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Good to hear your voice, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I've got a couple quick things for you. The, uh, I'm going to do a Hail Mary because I, I told Diesel, since I don't get in on this every week, I need a Hail Mary on the underdog play. Uh-oh. I'm in Maryland plus 19 and a half against Ohio State. I've seen it too many times, Rich. I've seen this too many times. Undefeated Maryland's played nobody, goes to Ohio State, Ohio State loses 50-3. to I've seen it too many times, but I'm absolutely pulling for you. I'm absolutely pulling for you. I would love to see um, Ohio State get depanced in front of the nation. Would warm the cockles of my heart. What else you got? This is a different Maryland team, and they're they're pretty good. And they got two his brother who can play. I'm not impressed with Ohio State, but anyway, I wanted to get to two things. That that's one we knocked out. I sent you the data on uh, after listening to your high school show, which I thought was very interesting. Because you guys have created a lot of excitement on, on the high school play. But here's the thing for your listeners that I think doesn't bode well for either Clemson or South Carolina. And I think I sent most of this to you. But to give just the, the headlines, if you look at the top-ranked high school teams, South Carolina only has one in the top 100. And then if you look at the top prospects, which really surprised me, how about this? The top 100 ESPN prospects for 2024. Georgia's got 14. Florida's got seven, and South Carolina's got one. All right, so now, let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, Rich. Okay, my theory yeah. is that for whatever reason, they're not really spending a lot of time lo- looking at South Carolina. And I've got I've got an example here to share with you. Tyler Brown, right. freshman wide receiver at Clemson. Imagine this. Imagine a three-star true freshman wide receiver from South Carolina playing as a true freshman at Clemson. Will never happen, right? Not only is he playing, Rich, he's the best wide receiver on the team. And a lot of folks have told me that the players here are very underrated. Why? The spotlight's not on him? I have no idea. Well, I don't know either, but he might be the exception. Okay. I think, and you pointed this out clearly, you're very good at this. If you don't have skill position players that are highly recruited, you're going to have a very difficult time. The Gators, their mediocrity is predicated on having really guys like Mertz. I mean, you're not you're not ever going to be a dominant team with marginal quarterbacks. And until they straighten that out, what what I think you're right about who should be totally embarrassed as fellow Gators here. They got the best high school kids in the country, the best high school teams, pretty much. And you can't put together 
uh, a dominant team in the last 10 years, that seems to me that's going to be just a coaching issue. That's it. Rich, you might want to go grab some some hot tea, my friend. The the, uh, the weather change up there is really is really giving you hell right now. You good? No, no. Just for the record, that's why I'm at home for the last four days. I I have uh, I've, I've gone through well, proton treatment for post cancer treatment Whoa. two years ago. Yeah. I had to pick it back up, and I got COVID in the hospital. Oh. So I'm stuck at home, and that's why I listen to you guys. I'm working and. Uh, and listen to you guys all the time while I'm working. And you guys, you guys, you know, you need to change being a marketing guy. You talk about the best interactive show. You know what you are? You're the best creative show. When you listen to CBS radio, and my friends are all over this, you come up with topics that nobody talks about. It's creativity. It's not interactive. It, it, interactivity follows creativity. Well, thank you so much, Rich. That that means a lot. I got to give an assist to uh, to Diesel on that as well. Some of the topics that we've had uh, have uh, have come from Diesel as well, and we'll use them here and we'll use them on the national. Feel better, buddy. We've got the top five at five coming your way next, right here on Offsides. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.